Welcome to the Metapod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Now, for those of you that are regular listeners, this is what, episode 20, I believe? Ooh, big man, 2-0. It is going to be a little bit different this week in terms of our episode structure because it's just going to be me on this podcast. For those of you that don't know, my name is Jake or Trojan's Gameplay. You may know of me. Usually I have a partner in crime named Gyro Sean or Sean, you may know him as, uh, whether that's on YouTube, Twitch, Channel Fireball, things like that. Um, but with Sean moving into his house and me just being an absolute scatterbrain, I uh, I kind of goofed up the schedule. I'm not going to lie. I put it all on me. Um, I know I've teased the last couple weeks that we were going to have a guest this week. Because of goofing up the scheduling and things like that, I didn't want to take Sean's opportunity away to talk to our guests because I definitely could have recorded the interview with our guests and had a good time and probably produced a pretty good episode. But Sean was just been super excited to talk to him and had all these great questions. And I, I didn't want to take that opportunity away from him. So we decided to reschedule it for next week. Please, for the love of all that is mighty for it to be next week. But this is just going to be me in this episode. I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter because it's just me talking in a room. It's, it's well, actually, it's debatable. It might be easier to be on a tangent without Sean. But anyways, I hope that you enjoy this. We got a couple things to talk about today. The Players' Cup, obviously, a lot of stuff has happened recently in the Players' Cup, as well as some new things revealed um, there's been a lot of different cards, a lot of different products that have been revealed in the last couple of days. So just want to touch on those real quick as well for all my collector people out there. And then also uh, just a couple other reminders going on. So without further ado, let's just get into the first couple things. So first, I just want to give a quick update to the Players' Cup 2, which is probably what a lot of you are interested in. This is the third full week that had just been completed of the second Players' Cup, and it's somewhat evolved a little. I guess I should say it's caught on a little bit more than what people were originally anticipating. Um, I know myself included, I said that 75 points was probably going to be safe for North America um, and such. I don't remember exactly what Sean said, or but I think the general gist of people saying that um, 75 to 80 was going to be good. But with a week, well, almost like a, well, at the time of this recording, it'll be exactly a week. The Players' Cup 2 updates top 256 and 128 for Oceania is pretty interesting. So North America, as of right now of the recording, it is 3.36 p.m. on Monday Eastern time, 80 points is 256. 81 will put you into the top 256. Europe is at 56 points. Latin America and Caribbean is at 54 points. And then Oceania in that top 128, as we've mentioned in the past, in case you didn't know, that is 10 points. So 80 points, that, I mean, that blows my prediction out of the water of 75 points. It is definitely caught on a lot more, and I think a lot more people are taking it seriously, which is super awesome to see, right? With the Players' Cup, you know, a lot of people were, including myself, were incredibly infuriated about the system of ticketing and things like that, and it was actually kind of easier to get in as people anticipated. So I don't know if this time around with the second Players' Cup in the 50 keys, if people underestimated with 75 and stuff like that, but 
it is very interesting to see. And again, with the week, I don't know how much a week will actually make a difference though, because, you know, I think fall break just happened for most uh, institutions, whether that was colleges or like high school seniors or whatever, anybody who's a master right now, I think fall break is now done. So what I assume as of right now is that there's been this kind of jump because of people being on fall break and probably not traveling right with the current world situation. There's probably a lot of people that just are like me that just stayed home. That is why I think it kind of jumped a little bit. I don't know how much of an impact this last week will have. I would assume probably like 85 points is probably a relatively good number. If it's anything above like 87, I think that would actually be pretty crazy in my personal opinion. Um, I've seen a lot of different decks. I've seen a lot of different people mainly playing ADPZ and I am through currently 39 keys right now. If you do not keep up with my uh, YouTube channel, um, I've been posting weekly videos on Saturdays of the Players Cup update and how I'm doing, what decks I'm facing, what decks I'm playing. If you didn't hear in the previous podcast episodes, I'm trying to do a variety of decks. I'm trying to play games with Picaram, Decidueye, Mew3, Luke Metal. I did Sin, so uh, please, please don't roast me too hard. But I, I have played four tournaments with ADPZ, and this is something that I've kind of. I came to the realization of this the other night playing in these Player Cup events after I hit tournament number 39 and I finished that. I don't have any aspirations of finishing my last 11 keys to 50. I'm going to be honest. I have I have not had fun playing any of these games. I think the only time that I've actually had fun playing these games are when I have found friends that I end up facing against and I talk a little bit of crap and stuff like that. And it, the format is just not great in my opinion. And I don't want to delve on it too much because you're probably hearing on Twitter like, like, oh God, this format sucks. It's just alter creation, boss, boss. And oh man, you just hit heads on a crushing hammer. But I mean, as someone who has played for a year, almost two years now, I've almost been, I started playing casually almost two years ago. I think it's more like a year and a half, but anyways, I've been playing competitive now for over a year. This feels really bad. Like I'm starting to almost feel like sword and shield meta. And I, I know Sean and I have both bagged on like the sword and shield meta was awful. It was like play two decks or else you lose. This format feels the same of kind of too sacky almost, but there's at least there's like a variety of decks. So if there's one thing that I can say that is good about this format, it's that I can do a deck profile of like Guardian, a Guardian box that um, Andrew posted. If you didn't see that YouTube video or don't know Buizel Buddy on Twitter and I can win a couple games and I can kind of enjoy myself for like 20 minutes. But when I'm going in and I'm grinding out games with Decidueye or Picaram or ADPZ or even Luke Metal playing some of those games, like I just, I haven't had fun. And I think that is a kind of a testament to how 
I've been feeling and kind of transition more to these like sword and shield things on my Twitch channel, but I don't know. I just haven't been enjoying myself. I, I never, I obviously want to make the Players Cup top 256, but going in with the strategy of playing a bunch of different decks and not sticking to just one thing, I know that that inherently is going to hurt me and probably won't make it from that. So I'm prepared to not make it. I don't, I don't think I will, especially with the um, current jump of points for North America. I'm sitting at 54 points with 39 keys left. And I don't know. I just, I, it's too sporadic. It feels like, you know, I've played consistent decks. I've played with decks that have won tournaments that have won major online events. And it, it just, it, nothing feels good. No deck right now really feels that good. And I think it's kind of a problem um, right now with the format. But again, I'll list off the point totals for top 256 and then 128 in each region. Um, I won't delve on this too much longer. North America is at 80 points right now for top 256. Europe at 56. Latin America and Caribbean at 54. And then Oceania's top 128 resides at 10 points apiece. Again, let's kind of push past Players Cup because you're probably checking a lot, especially if you have already finished your keys and you're wondering where you stand if you haven't been knocked out of 256 yet or 128. So let's move on to different things that are coming out now that have been revealed in the future. And honestly, some cards as well that look like are probably going to come that will have somewhat of an influence. Okay, so first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil, for real. There is a new Jirachi GX Premium Collection featuring the Full Art Jirachi GX, if you have not seen that on Twitter and stuff. It's kind of circulating in the news, not necessarily because people are excited about it, but because it's like, it's a really bad box in my opinion. This retails at four, or I'm sorry, $50 on Walmart's website according to pokebeach.com. Now, this is the full art Jirachi GX that we saw in Tag All-Stars back in Japan last year, and we were wondering if we were ever gonna get this, and I believe it was a couple weeks ago, this card was, the Jirachi GX was leaked that we were going to get an English version and it was going to be in a box. We just didn't know what box yet. And it comes with not only the Jirachi GX full art, which is actually a really cute card because Jirachi is doing the wink with the tongue out. So I that is a card that I really want to buy, to be honest, for my own personal collection. It comes with a promo Decidueye, not the Decidueye from Darkness Ablaze. It's a bad Decidueye. Don't worry about it unless you're a collector. Comes with a Lucario as well. The Lucario, in my opinion, is also kind of bad, so don't worry about that as well. They're just promos. They come with those two, and they also have two coins inside of them, Shaman and Lucario coins, which it's the it's two coins that have already been on PTCGO, so if you collect coins for some reason, those coins you probably already have and you probably don't really care about. Comes with a code card and 10 packs, which is really nice, and so you think, oh, 10 packs, that's really cool, because some of the sets are a little bit hard to find lately. So let's look at what the sets are in this. One Steam Siege, all right, you probably could have guessed that there was a Steam Siege in that one. One Fates Collide, okay. 
fates collide thought we were done with most of that part of the x and y era but you know what let's let's we're throwing in a breakpoint pack in there as well uh, okay uh, breakpoint fates collide seam siege that's really it right evolutions okay so evolutions is like I have mixed feelings about evolutions because obviously it's a set that's been around in a while for a while and we have plenty of things that have boxes with XY evolutions but XY evolutions is like 250 bucks for a booster box right now and a single pack I reportedly saw was about $15 so XY evolutions I guess but it's only one pack so like is it really worth it at that point? But don't, if you're if you're doing the math, you're like, okay, there's six more packs. What are the other six packs? Three of them, Sun and Moon base set. Okay, Sun and Moon base set, like what, I, I mean, I guess there's secret rare energy in there, right? Like there's psychic and metal secret rare, which metal is great, right? And like your switch, Umbreon full art and Espeon full art. There's not even double colorless gold in this set, but like, okay, whatever. It's a collection box, three more packs, probably gonna be like what, Darkness Ablaze or you know, something else of that nature. It's Crimson Invasion. Crimson Invasion coming in with the secret rare water energy, which is really nice, but it's Crimson Invasion, something that we've seen in boxes and boxes and boxes, and people have put it almost at XY Evolutions, where they just like groan when they see it. It's not the greatest of sets. Um, so, this is going to be retailing at $50 again on Walmart's website. I think this is a product that is just exclusively going to be at Walmart's stores. So I have no reason to buy this. And I don't think you should have any reason to buy this either. Like the coins we've already seen before. The promos come in Crimson Invasion 3-pack blisters. The Jirachi GX is the only new thing that comes in here and is the only thing that has any sort of value, I guess you could say. I don't even think that buying the Evolutions pack will be valuable. Now, on November 7th, that Saturday, it will be sold at Walmart for $20. They've already kind of put out a little promotion about it, you know, like a graphic I saw on Twitter where they have like a bunch of sales for the certain day. But even at $20, I don't think that this is still worth it. I mean, yeah, you get 10 packs in there. You get the Jirachi GX, you get a couple coins, you get some promos, but like, no, I, I don't think that $20 is going to be worth it. I would just recommend if you want this box, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. If you just love opening packs, you love ripping packs, and maybe you don't have anything from this era and any of these packs, sure, by all means, go get this. You'll add things to your collection. You'll probably like it. The Jirachi GX is cool, but the Jirachi GX is probably going to be cheap for people like myself and many others that have been around for a bit longer and collecting a bit more. So if you're an experienced collector and you've been around for a while, probably just buy the promo. Don't worry about this too much. But I just, I find it fascinating that we are this far and there's Forbidden Light, there's Ultra Prism, there's Celestial Storm, there's Lost Thunder that we could have put in this box that would have made this box probably worth it at $50. Normal MSRP retail. Uh, no, uh, that is <laughs> that is not going to be happening. 
Now there's a couple sets of cards that we have seen announced as well. And one of them is actually very interesting. You may have heard of it already. You may have seen it already. It is the card Coco, which if you do not know, in Japan, releasing very soon on December 25th, 2020, there will be a new Pokemon movie, the movie called Coco. And as usual with promos and such like that, they give out like cards if you go to see the movie and you get a ticket and stuff. And for this movie specifically, it is a Pokemon card of a grass, I, I should say grass card because the card itself features a human. If you don't know already or haven't seen any trailers or teasers or anything from the movie, Coco is a Tarzan, it's basically Tarzan. He's he's swinging around. We think he's been raised by like Zarude, small kid. It's a 90 HP grass basic Pokemon of human. I don't know if that's what it's going to be called, but anyways, it's got a colorless attack, voice of the forest, search your deck for a grass Pokemon, put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck, garbage, and then grass, grass, colorless, Tarzan kick for 120, flip a coin, if tails this attack does nothing, also garbage, one retreat cost. If this card ever comes to the rest of the world, it won't be playable, but I find this very interesting that this is a Pokemon card that features a human as a like attacking Pokemon. But I guess the basis of the movie, um, if I know anything from like seeing Tarzan and stuff, is that this kid was found as like an infant child by Zarude or something similar and was raised. And so this kid thinks that they are a Pokemon. And so it kind of makes sense that that this would be a person labeled on a Pokemon card as like an attacking Pokemon. Uh, this is going to be my hot take and my guess. Take it for a grain of salt but this kid probably was raised in a very or has like very noble parents and uh the parents end up finding him and you know it's it's going to be literally a copy and paste movie about tarzan but add zarud and celebi well even zarud is like the i can't even remember the guy's name and the, the monkey guy anyways i think you know who are the gorilla i think you know who i'm talking about but anyways very, very interesting card. But what's even more interesting is we found out Blastoise VMAX, Venusaur VMAX, and more cards released in the starter sets coming out in Japan, releasing on December 4th. This is very interesting. I think we knew that Venusaur and Blastoise were getting vmax cards but i think we just didn't know much about like what they did or like how much hp they'll have things like that i think we just kind of saw a teaser of it before uh the i'll go through the kind of important cards i guess i should say um i won't go through like venusaur v blastoise v blah blah, blah. i'll just go through the vmax and a couple other cards that i find intriguing so this is off pokebeach.com venusaur vmax 300 hp grass pokemon for two colorless four storm 30 damage times the number of grass energy attached to your pokemon so this is really really cool this is almost like boltund except it doesn't have the extra 10 damage which kind of surprises me a little bit but this is two colorless attacks so theoretically you could do it with other things i although i don't know why you would since the attack does more damage with grass pokemon could be somewhat interesting in like a aggro rillaboom deck but i don't think it'll be anything 
crazy, especially because the second attack, Grass, Grass, Colorless, Colorless, is G-Max Bloom, 210 damage, heal 30 from this Pokemon. Almost like Eggro's move. Eggro is, I think, 150 heal 30, so, and costs one energy less. I don't know, Retreat costs of four. It's weak to fire. I think we still have buff padding in the format, so you could actually make this incredibly beefy and make it you know not one shotable by things like Eternatus and stuff like that but unless you're playing weakness guards you know Scorch and baby blinds is still probably gonna run you right down through the water we'll go over blastoise vmax now 330 hp as well three water energies grandfall 120 damage search your deck for up for three water energies and attach them to your bench pokemon in any way you'd like then shuffle your deck it's basically an ultimate ray that does less damage yeah that's basically it and then g max bombard for four water energies 220 damage this attack does 30 damage to two of your opponent's bench pokemon don't apply weakness or resistance so in my personal opinion both the v maxes i don't know if they'll actually see too much playability, mostly because like you look at uh, Venusaur, I don't think Grass is just in a super great position overall in the meta, especially when you have to have multiple evolution lines with the Venusaur, G-Max, or I'm sorry, the Venusaur, V-Max, and then the Rillaboom, the baby Rillaboom, because why would you not play an aggro deck without that baby Rillaboom, especially if you plan on using Forest Storm? Therefore, you have to play aggro as well, and I just don't see it really working out. I think there's just too much you need, but you know what? I could be wrong. It wouldn't be the first time that I'm wrong. Blastoise V-Max, again, I still think that first attack is the one that you're probably going to want to use, and uh, especially with something like Frostmoth, this almost to me feels a little bit more viable because you don't need um, another Pokemon to help you set up. You know, you just get a Blastoise, you get the Frostmoth in play, you accelerate the energies, and then you can spread it all around to different things. You know, whether that's Keldeo GX, I know that has been playing in, I think it was uh, WAP2 or Mew3, the wet one uh, with the water attackers that had been running around for a while but i i think these cards are kind of average i think you'll see some play they might do well at a tournament or two but it's not anything that you're going to want to buy your playset and build your tier one deck out of but a couple cards that i also find somewhat interesting celebi a 70 hp grace celebi a basic grass 70 HP Pokemon has the ability Forest Exploration. Once during your turn before you attack, if this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, you may look at the top six cards of your deck, choose one energy that you find there, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle the other cards back into your deck. This is basically like, what is that card called? Energy Lotto, except it's a Pokemon? Interesting. And then also there is a Manaphy 70 HP water Pokemon with the ability Ocean Search. Once during your turn, if this is your active Pokemon, you may look at the top six cards of your deck. Choose one Pokemon you find there, reveal it, put it in your hand, shuffle the other cards. It's basically Great Ball. Now, one thing, these have to be the active Pokemon and they don't have like free retreat. So you have to commit like a U-turn board, you have to commit an air balloon, you have to find a switch. You got to get these Pokemon out of the active because Celebi takes a grass and two colorless to do 40 damage. That's it. 40 damage. 
You, you heard me. And then the Manaphy, Water and Colorless, does 30 damage. So, mm -mm, I would rather just play a Great Ball. I would rather just play... Do we even have Energy Lotto in this format? Instead of playing Celebi, just play Energy Spinner. Just play Energy Spinner. At least then if you go second, you can grab three energies. But the most important card, in my opinion, that is featured in these is Boss's Orders Lysander. So we knew, especially after Professor's research, that they were gonna start doing this series of supporters where it was basically going to be a name of the card and then a character that was featured on it. And you can't do things like mix two Professor's Research different ones. So let's say there's a Magnolia like we have right now in the format. And let's say Sonya gets or I'm sorry, let's say uh, Juniper gets a reprint. So you have Professor's Research, Magnolia, Professor's Research, Juniper. You cannot have like a 3-1 or a 2-2 two -two or anything like that. You have to play only one character, essentially. And now we're going to see something where Boss's Orders is still going to be in the format for a longer time than we expected with Lysander. Lysander reprint, I saw a meme the other day that X and Y is just basically being reprinted right now with the things like Crobat and stuff. And uh, you know what, y'all aren't wrong. So I, I don't want another boss's orders running around right now and I wanted to, I wanna switch it up, right? I like Guzma, I think Guzma is interesting because it forces you to switch as well for the most part. Boss's orders is great, but man, I just, I'm burnt out from ADP going boss boss win. It, it's kind of uh, demoralizing in a sense, but we do know that through these starter decks there will be a Charizard G-Max as well that comes with it. Now we don't know if we're getting this exact product of the starter set. It's almost like how Battle Academy was, I think, personally. Again, it's coming out in December 4th on in Japan. I don't think this is gonna like tank the value of Charizard G-Max for like people like me that pulled the English version. Um, just hold on to it, I guess. So tossing all those products aside and new cards, and we'll move on to some other things. The other thing that I kind of want to mention is a reminder of all the different tournaments that are going on right now. There's so many different online tournaments that you can do. Like, I don't even know all of them. I feel like every time I log on to Twitter, like every week I see a new tournament that has just started or a tournament that has been going on and doing a series with an invitational that I didn't know about. And just make sure that you're if you want to stay competitive and you want to keep competing for whether that's packs or cloud or whatever have maybe you just want to test your pet deck um no shame in that make sure to go check those out also uh i, fe I felt the need to do this not necessarily the need but i know sean is as i mentioned associated with channel fireball sean is part of the channel fireball team i am not the metapod is not uh, sponsored by them but you know what if you want to talk to me my dms are always open i will tell you that right now but anyways the channel fireball pro showdown is going to happen on october 31st uh if you want to take part in that it is meant for channel fireball pro subscribers so you do have to be a subscriber to enter in this event but we talked about this in a previous week i think the rewards for channel fireball pro are 
really good to be honest and then the prize pool of a thousand dollars possibly doubling it if you can win the tournament and then beat Caleb Gedimer after that you'll win two thousand dollars in store credit which is massive and then there are bounties on certain creators such as Isaiah Bradner, Pablo Mesa or Table Mon, you may know them as Stefan Ivanov and Tord Reckliff that if you beat them in the tournament, you get an extra set of rewards, I believe. I believe it's uh, more store credit, but don't quote me on that. Sean will know the exact answer, but you could probably find it on Twitter if you ask any of those people or check out or check out more of Channel Fireball. Again, I'm not associated with them. Hit me up if you want. Anyways, um, that's going to be pretty much all for this episode today. Again, super apologies for kind of the mix of plans and I, I helped I hyped up the uh, the interview with our guest and uh, it, it didn't happen this week. I just I didn't want to do it without Sean. But anyways, we try to bring you some great stuff every single week. We almost scrapped this week and said, you know, we're just going to have to miss a week. But I was like, no, I'll do it. I'll find time to do it in my busy schedule. So. Thank you all so much for watching. I am doing a giveaway for those of you still listening. I am doing a giveaway for two people to win 30 champions path codes. If you're interested in that, it was kind of a goal that our community hits. So if you want some champions path codes, all you got to do is just check out my YouTube video, go to my players cup video week three, the update, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about entering. It's pretty easy to enter and it's free. Um, there's not many people that have entered the giveaway as of right now, so you got pretty good odds if you want to win. So my name is Atrocious Gameplay. You can find me at Atrocious Jake on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Atrocious Gameplay. You can find Sean over at Gyro Sean on, I believe, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and then probably also on Channel Fireball as well. And all the other wonderful stuff. I'll be playing the Crown Tundra on Twitch later this week on Friday if you want to go hang out with people, if you like the video game, I guess. I don't know. Just this is because Sean's not here. This is my time to this is my time to plug my stuff and really really try to gain some clout because you I mean, we we're, we're one of the biggest TCG podcasts out there right now. We're 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 arguably the biggest. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. But anyways, we love doing this for you all. We try to bring some great stuff and uh, some big things are happening soon. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I'm just going to drink this adrenaline. And I, oh man, I've been eating some chips and salsa and it's been super good. Anyways, this is the part where I realized that I've tangented too much and extended this outro a little bit too long. Safe it up, wear a mask, put on hand sanitizer, get tested if you haven't done that for a while and make sure you go vote. So uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. Watching? Wait, no, y'all are listening. Oh boy, I'm, I'm, I'm way too into Twitch and YouTube.